This is Nancy. And this is Dana. And you're listening to the NY Foodie Family Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of NY Foodie Family Podcast, and uh, good morning, happy Halloween to all you out there. Yes, this is airing on October 31st. Thursday. So, uh... We'll just go ahead and assume you wake up in the morning and hit play on NY Foodie Family (laughs) Podcast, so hope you have a great Halloween out there, nice and safe. And get some trick-or-treaters. Lots of candy. Yes. So, since it is the end of the month, we are wrapping things up with our October favorites. So, we're just going to go through a bunch of different topics and kind of talk about what our favorites were in each this month. In a pretty random order, we had a reasonably busy October. Yes, we did. So, why don't we start off with one of my favorites, books. Books. So I've been reading my books with my ears. <laughs> I don't know if that's cheating, but I also no, have been... No, it's not. It's not cheating. I, I've also been reading with my eyes, too. Uh, but my favorite has been in the uh, in the car. So um, The Science of Motivation by Brian Tracy is uh, really excellent. Not too long. I think it's six discs of hard-hitting things you should be doing to get your day from here to there. And your uh, your goals from here to there, which is really excellent. And I'm taking a little break on it between that and listening to it again. I'm going to listen to something else, but I want to get it back in again to kind of solidify some of the some of the stuff they talk about, which is great. Yes, and you asked for other books as well from him, so you must have enjoyed it. I did. He's um, written quite a few books, and a few several of them actually are on CD. Yes, I listen to CDs, so is that what about you there you go so i've read um a couple books this month definitely not as much as i'm used to reading i feel like however three out of the four books i think i've read this month were four stars um so they are in no particular order someone we know by shari lapina so this is a suspense thriller type book Um, The next one is Three Amazing Things About You by Jill Manziel. This is more chiclet contemporary romance. And the third one is After the End by Claire McIntosh. And this is the drama. It was actually the one I was telling you while I was reading it. I'm like, oh, this is kind of hard to read about the parents who have to, who disagree on their child's treatment and... Um, so a little more serious. So three very different books, but all really good. And they'll be linked in our show notes. And I will have my full October Reads blog post up in November. Can you explain what four stars means? Really, really good. Um, based on what? Um, well, I only? use Goodreads. So Goodreads has a five-star rating system. So to me, three is like, it was an okay read. Four was like, I really liked it, and five is five stars. Is like, loved it. When was the last time you had a five? I think The Tattooist of Auschwitz. I gave five stars. Okay. So. And a one? Anybody get a, get a one? I don't really, because 
if I really don't like a book that much, like I won't read it. I won't make That's myself not true. read it. You you always finish it. No, I've gotten better about <laughs> I, honestly, I've gotten better about being like by like fifty pages if I'm like this really is not doing it for me. Like So fifty pages I'll is stop. the test. I think so. I think that's enough amount of time invested in the book to know. They have no interest in finding what happens out at the end. Correct. Okay. So that's a pretty good test. But yes, I have definitely been better about I think selecting the books I want to read. So picking books that I've heard or have gotten good reviews Mm -hmm. um or just ones that I really want to read. Okay. So let's move on. What about movies? What about movies? So we don't watch movies as often and we talked about this i think last week that we don't um, watch them a lot yeah we haven't actually i haven't been to the theater since the summer oh yes you haven't been to the theater since last year black, black panther. panther yeah um but we do watch some movies at home and we both saw rocket man yes that was our favorite by far for the month yes yes and it was good um, it was a pretty loose interpretation, as I understood it, of Elton John's life, uh, from a very limited kind of standpoint. Um, but I thought it was really well done. The music, if you like the music, and I do, um, is a welcome addition to any movie. And I like how we saw how the song, how some of the songs were created. So, like, still standing, like, I don't know, has more meaning now. I don't want to break it to you, but that's that's oh, actually that not wasn't... what happened. Oh, wasn't? <laughs> we try to be accurate here at NY Foodie Family, and I don't want to ruin it for you, but I had to. So then because we have to come I... back and correct it next week. Oh, yeah, I he had was... that written before. Oh, I'm before sorry. he. Oh, the way they showed no. it in the movie, I'm like, oh. No, he... it makes a lot of sense. Oh, but that's not what man. Happened. Like so I said, disapp- loose interpretation. Disappointing. Oh, <laughs> Post movie spoiler. Man. Um, no, but th- that did not affect. My enjoyment of the movie, unlike the uh, the Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, maybe I just came out with a different set of eyes, but it was so loosely loose, factually inaccurate, where I thought Rocket Man was loose on purpose. Okay. Okay? And I enjoyed that one way better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Feel All free to discuss. Right. Yeah. So are we in agreement on the movie? Yes. No, that was definitely my favorite. I don't think we saw that many movies this month. Um even at home on DVD, but that was my favorite. We yeah. saw The Secret Life of Pets too. That, that was, was all right. Okay. Um, we saw that one as the family, and I just watched Booksmart the other night, and it was all right. Although I was surprised it got ninety seven ninety seven percent Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's the good one. Yeah, that's the good. And end. I was like, wow. I mean, it was okay, but I wasn't like wowed by it. So that was surprising. Okay. How about TV? TV. Well, the one show we have started watching, which was in one of our quick hits, mm-hmm. what is Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner with David Chang. So we've currently watched the first two out of the four episodes. And what do you think? So we finished two. I think there's only six episodes. No, it's not there's a... four. Four. There's only four episodes. Oh, gosh. We're halfway through already. Yeah. So Seth, uh, the first episode is with Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. And not to spoil it or anything... But I found his laugh to be super annoying. There was a lot of it. A lot. And I, I don't know. It was kind of like nails on a chalkboard. 
It was a little grating. Yeah. But outside of that, it was a good show. Yes. And then episode two with Chrissy Teigen and Rocco. I, I love Chrissy Teigen, so I think she's, like, really real. And, you know, even in that episode, she seemed very relatable. So did we figure out whether this was a continuation or, like, a subset of his other series? Well, in the opening credits, it says Ugly Delicious Presents right. Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner. So is that, like, the main title that he uses, and then he'll go back to Ugly Delicious, maybe, season two? Possibly. Okay. Season two is out. It is? Yes, we did are we behind. No. Oh, man. We're behind on both Ugly Delicious and The Chef Show. <sighs> There's not enough time. Okay, but here's the, the good day. news. We're halfway through the season of Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner because there's only four. Exactly. It's like they made it for us because 13 episodes is... That's a lot of pressure. It is. And they're short. Okay. So. All right. So are we in agreement on that one too? For the shows that we watch together, yes. On your own, I don't think you're really watching TV. I'm really not watching too much. We've also been watching uh, British Baking. Yeah, an occasional episode. But it's not more than, hey, let's watch it. Yeah. It's kind of there because it's on. And we enjoy it. It's not just noise in the room. No, I've been watching on my own um, the second season of Working Moms, which is on Netflix and is a funny show. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've just heard a lot of things about Schitt's Creek. And that's been on Netflix. That's been out a while, and I've just kind of started that show. And I also have watched the first couple episodes of Fleabag on Amazon Prime, and that's actually a funny, Hmm. uh, good show as well. Okay. So we don't watch a lot of TV, so when I talk about I've started watching, I'm like maybe two, (laughs) two episodes in on some of these shows, but, you know, when I get a chance... Um, which isn't often to watch TV. Right. That's what I'm watching. But it sounds like we should be watching more TV because it's work. Kind of. We're reporting in on it. (laughs) Or we could just scratch that category altogether and nobody's going to be the wiser. I know, but there's just so much going on. I feel like, you know, watching television is a... Sport. Even it... It's a relatable thing. I mean, you know, it's a good conversation. It is. We're not snotty about not watching TV. There's plenty of people that are like, well, I wouldn't dare watch such lowly, crude entertainment. Oh, no, please. When we had cable, we we cut cable. But when we had cable, I was all about, you know, The Bachelor. Don't forget Housewives. And Housewives. Oh, yeah. So, no, I am not, like, snotty about my television watching. We just get busy. Yes. Collecting good quality entertainment to provide to the people. <laughs> there so, you go. There you go. All right, next up. Okay, so we had a pretty busy October um, in our family fun ventures. Um, so we've done, we started the month, um, end of September into the beginning of October, up in the Catskills. Catskills were great. Staying at the Emerson Resort, mm-hmm. which was really nice. They hosted us, and that was a really nice stay. Great location. Um while we were there, we did the Catskill Rail Explorers, mm-hmm. and that was a fun experience. Um, I love doing new things as a family, and that was something we'd never done before. So we rode, I don't know if we had talked about it, riding the 
quads on the old railroad tracks. We wrote about it. Yeah, I'm not sure we talked about it either. I don't think we, yeah. So, um, you ride on these quads on the old, on an old railroad road track, um, along the Esopus Creek. E- sorry. Esopus. Esopus. It's hard. <laughs> it is. That's the emphasis on the <laughs> syllables I can't get right. Um, for a family of four, they have four seaters. For two people, they have the, the two. Yes. Two seats. The tandems. Um, and yeah, that was really, really fun. It's a good leg workout. Until it started to rain. Yep. And our, uh, motor assist died. I don't think we had any motor assist, No, I I don't think we did either. I think we pedaled the whole thing. And it was slightly uphill on the way back. Yes. So we we were slow and way behind holding up the people behind us, but couldn't do anything about it. We're never going to have to see them again. (laughs) But maybe they'll listen to us and they'll, they'll have a chuckle. So, uh, we did that, and then we didn't have a fall bucket list, but I really wanted to do a corn maze, and mm-hmm. we talked about that, uh, last week yep. at Telder's Farm. Um, that was a full day out. we, yeah, did the two corn mazes, and that was actually Connor's favorite fall. He picked the corn maze? Yeah, when I said, what, what was your favorite family, uh thing that we did family activity About the apple guns he said the corn maze okay because he, so. was, he was really digging the apple guns too oh yes he was um so we had a pretty full october and we even had a date night which we also talked about last week uh going to see an american in paris yeah that was fun too at the westchester broadway theater so we've been pretty busy we have working around field hockey season which is finally ending this... last week mm-hmm and Boy Scout stuff, which has surprisingly taken up a lot of Connor's schedule and ultimately ours. It might slow down a little bit once winter hits. Right. I feel like a lot of things are going to slow down, which I kind of like. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. So that's, I think, it on our October family activities. Were we, were we supposed to pick one? Family fun? I don't know about one. I kind of in the blog post uh outlined all the things that we had done i thought i thought the uh Caskills trip was pretty great yes everything just fit fit together and the hike i also mentioned the hike in the post too because that was i think our tallest hike that we've done so far most elevation change yes yes and the views were just amazing like it was so worth it when we got to the top when we got to that ledge it was like, wow. We got our reward for that one. Yes. For people running up and down that hill, Yeah, too. and it was it was rocks. That was all rock. Like, the whole thing. I don't see the benefit in, like, not breaking your neck. And no. I don't know. So, it took us a lot longer than expected. Oh, yeah, kids, it's going to be an hour. <laughs> it should only be about an hour hike. Up Turned into, like, three hours. But, uh, yeah. So, let's move on to food. We've had a fair amount of food, too. We have, and it was kind of hard to narrow down our favorites. Um, but What was yours? I had a bunch. Okay, well, I'll go, because I had one, <laughs> I think. Well, we had tied for the first one, which okay. I had already mentioned, so... I really thought the uh, the pierogies up by Kelter's Farm were pretty fantastic. And I think the, the best part, besides them being really good, and them only making pretty much that one thing... Is that we just felt, came across it, fell across it, 
It wasn't part of a plan planned or researched. Journey. Correct. We don't do a lot of, hey, let's just see where things take us. <laughs> and the fact that it was like, oh, we're here and they're here and they're open. Let's go check it out. And it just happened to be really great. A little bit of adventure mixed in with the really good food. So Yes, and that but, was at Helena Specialty Food, mm-hmm. which is located across the street from Kelter's Farm. Right. Up in um, Kerhonkson. Right. So I thought it was, they got extra points for just getting a little, little adventure out of us, which doesn't happen as often as it should. No, and uh, another food that we had both mentioned was the cider donuts. Cider donuts because are always a, a that, win. That's a like fall staple. And the line was not that long either. No, and we got fresh and hot meat, freshly made. Just for us. Hot cider donuts. Um, and then I had also mentioned the Vietnamese restaurant that we'd gone out down in the city with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I love that dish. So it's called bun, which is vermicelli, and I had gotten it with the chicken, and I think that's one of my favorite Vietnamese dishes. I know we always get the banh mi's and the pho. Always good, always but good. But for me, like, I love the vermicelli, the chicken vermicelli, so that was also that was really highlighted. Too. And I also highlighted the chicken sandwich from the Phoenicia Diner that we had when we were up in the Catskills. That was good, too. This is hard. I know. We do eat pretty well. And we're, we're, yeah, I mean, none of those things are terribly fancy. No, and that's not even the homemade stuff, you know. That was all stuff we had out. Um, I do love a good chicken sandwich. Fried chicken sandwich, I should <laughs> add. I like the fried crispy. Uh, so I'm always on the lookout for a good chicken sandwich. And um, the one at the Phoenicia Diner was really good. That was That was a good win. So I had asked the kids what their favorites were. Abby's was the egg roll in a bowl, mm-hmm. which I posted on the blog. You made um, that. Right, which is, like, super quick and easy. Um, and the kids love that. And when I tell you, it's so quick and easy. It's Thank you, coleslaw mix, right? Yeah, um, and tasty. So that's always a hit. Um, and Connor had said the blueberry pancakes. He'll eat three dozen pancakes. That's good. He would eat breakfast for every meal if he could. Yeah. I mean, give him eggs and bacon, waffles, French toast. Pancakes. Pancakes, donuts. I mean, he loves it all. So. But we don't. No. No. Breakfast is probably my least favorite meal of the day, as you know. But there's something like a good breakfast casserole for dinner. Yes. That kind of gets everybody excited. Yeah, and I try and do pancakes or like yes some egg hash skillet type things Mm -hmm. or breakfast burritos yeah we try occasionally to something with an egg on top is always good yep Mm. so pretty good october yes it was november should be good we have a lot going on in november so yes stay tuned on things like that good november so let's wrap things up with our weekly quick hits Okay, so let's jump right in. So the first quick hit is that there is actually going to be a new apple variety. It is called Cosmic Crisp, and it's making its debut in grocery stores December 1st. So this apple was developed by Washington State University, and it's the first apple bred in Washington State. Hmm. So it's called 
Cosmic Crisp because it has red skin but has yellowish colored dots on the skin. Like the stars on the skin? Yeah, Cosmic. Uh. And it's supposed supposedly ultra crisp, juicy, and a balance of sweet and tart. And it sounds like it's good for just eating and not for baking. Correct. Although it's probably pretty versatile if it's sweet, a balance between sweet and tart. Mm-hmm. So look for that. We will be look on the lookout at our grocery stores in December to hopefully report back. Yeah. That's... I mean, I'm not a huge apple aficionado. I kind of like, I prefer crisp gala. Galas are good. I like a... Jazz apples. Jazz are good. I'm a Granny Smith fan. I'm not a huge tart. fan of the tart. I hate mealy apples. That's and got nothing to do with the apple. That's... I know, but I'm saying I hate when they're mealy, and you don't know that until so you like bite into it, and you're like, this is gross. Like, I bought a whole bag of these, and like they're gross. So. Well, they can't all be ordered fresh. No. But... And Honeycrisp is always good as well. Super sweet. I feel like Honeycrisp was a pretty recent addition to the Apple lineup. I, can't, I don't think that's been around forever. I don't think it's been around forever, but I know it's really <laughs> popular. Like, people... And it is. It's super sweet. When we had that, those, that time, we're like, wow, this is, like, really, really sweet. This tastes like candy. <laughs> that sounds really good. Well, well, we'll keep an eye out for that. So, I guess they've been at least growing them for the season. Yes. And they expect to have more for next year. So, okay. Yes. Stay tuned for that. Next up, um, the Joker movie is expected to be the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. And by the time we publish this today, Thursday, it may already be. It's, it's still out in the theaters and still making a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of surprising. I think so, too. I went back to think of... All right, well, there's got to be a million more R-rated movies that have done a lot better. But it seems like when we think about super grossing movies that they're not R-rated. You got Titanic, you got Avatar. They're all PG-13 because they want to kind of cater to well, they the wider have the, audience. The, wi- the widest yes. audience. Uh, G-rated animated movies have done mm-hmm. really well. So I said to myself, well, all right, well, if if in my head... It doesn't make any sense. Why don't I go actually see what's out there? And I was surprised to find the top five is, is Joker, number one. Let's assume that. Followed by Deadpool 2, which was last year. Did we and ever see that one? I did. You didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, $785 million on that one. Deadpool 1, which we did see. $782 million. Followed by The Matrix Reloaded, which was the second one, I think. I did not see that one. Uh, 2003, and then It, which is pretty recent too, oh, 2017. Yeah. So what were the movies that I was thinking of? They're like, oh, come on, this has to be top five, top ten. They're pretty far down, and I think that the, you know, I'm thinking of Terminator 2. Okay. But now we're talking 1991 dollars, right? So it made half a billion dollars in 1991, which is a huge... Amount for that time. For that time. Now things have moved on with $13 ticket prices that we talked about last time. Um, I guess it's easier to make a bunch more money, but it has less of an impact because of inflation and, and things like that. That's a whole... I'm thinking Saving Private Ryan. So T2, by the way, was number 15, still, almost 30 years later. Saving Private Ryan is 20 years ago, believe it or not, 21 years ago. Uh, almost hit the half-billion-dollar mark. 
Um, and there's quite a few movies. You know, The Matrix, the original Matrix is, you know, still top 20 from 20 years ago. And how much was The Joker so far? Uh, as of the last check-in is $850 million. Wow. Okay. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with the movie. It just it didn't have that super mega blockbuster feel to it, to me. Like T2 and, I guess, Deadpool, uh, Matrix. You know, one of those mega action films. You also have to think about, uh, think about what other movies are out at this time, though, as well. So if you do want to go to a movie... You're saying it's the only thing out? If you're looking... It, what else is playing you know that that could have some effect on it well there's quite a few surprising movies on this i'm, I'm not going to go through all of them but a few of them are out right now you know uh it chapter two is still uh trucking along at number 24 and um yeah i guess the fact that r-rated movies don't have the wide audience the fact that they're really getting that high number is uh surprising to me at least next up okay so my sister actually emailed me this um next summer there is a new six million dollar korean food hall expected to open up in midtown it is called the k food gallery and i am super excited I, do we know where it is? Just Midtown? Uh, Midtown, um, the address might have been in the article. Um, I didn't give too much, go into too much detail. But, you know, all the Korean favorites, so. Gotta love that. Now, it's not that far from K-Town, down in the low 30s. So I think this will definitely get a lot of the Grand Central commuter uh, and probably tourist traffic. And just people like us who will go down for some... Yeah, for some reason, you know, K-Town seems a little further, only being, you know, another 10 blocks south. So... It's opening at 218 West 40th Street between 7th and 8th Avenues and is going to have 16 food and dessert restaurants, mostly from Korea. Hmm. I'm trying to picture what's there now. 40th Street, 7th and 8th? Yeah, I'm not too familiar with you the city, they, so uh, I'm not really sure. I think they knocked down a uh, fashion college there. I, I used to work down there. But that sounds exciting. I yeah. Wonder, so I wonder what else is going to be in that in that building. So we'll have brands like Taiwanese Boba, Tiger Sugar... Korean Egg Sandwich Shop Egg Drop. So, uh, BBQ Chicken. Um, Jongro BBQ. So, they'll have the, you know, Korean Fried Chicken, Korean Barbecue, all kinds of good stuff. That sounds good. Yeah. So, we will definitely be taking a trip down there next summer. Let this be noticed to you tourists down there. If you're looking one direction at the Red Lobster... And then you turn your head and you say, oh, should we go to the Korean uh, food food hall? And then you decide on Red Lobster. <laughs> I'm not talking anymore. That's 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 not a good choice. Okay, so th- let this be your warning. Make the right choice in 2020. Go, go to the Korean food hall. Okay, what do you got? All right. Uh, so we've talked on and off about the fried chicken war. Yes, we did. 
Popeye's chicken sandwich is allegedly and possibly coming back sometime in November. So that gives us four weeks potentially for this rumor to be true. And, um, and to try and get one. And to try to get one before they're gone again. You think they did any better planning this time around? I hope so. Well, the delay wasn't getting all the supplies back. So if they sell out again. Good for them. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> exactly. We'll have to. We'll I can't even the... picture where our local Popeyes is. Do we have one? The one I think of is up by Woodbury Commons. Not in Woodbury Commons, but is it a Popeyes in that? On the way to Target? Yeah. I could be wrong. What is that, Harriman? Yeah. But I could be wrong. I'm going to have to do a Google Google search on that. Well, we're not, we're not going to keep going back there to see if they have it. No. We'll keep, we'll keep our eyes open and report back in. <laughs> Maybe one of your days in the city you might have to allot some extra time to stand in line. <laughs> yeah, but there's also uh, Chick-fil-A down there, too, so... Yeah, but you've had Chick-fil-A. Yeah, but I know it's good. I know what I'm getting. All right, fine. Ugh, I'll try it's both. all in the name of research, I will man. try them both. <laughs> in, in a related story uh, on this fine Halloween, there is also <laughs> a available... First off, there's sexy everything. Yes. You could be sexy anything. There's also sexy Popeye's chicken costume, <laughs> which is uh, like a tan top... Uh, with, you know, chicken sandwich fillings in the middle. Oh, gosh. And it also has a little white sign that says sold out. Uh. So the clever part is that not only are you a sexy chicken sandwich, but it's also sold out. It's it's highly topical. Yes, I was going to say that costume will not be, you know, relevant next year. It's not going to be relevant anytime, but it's uh, tapping into the zeitgeist for this very, very moment, so... But if you see anybody wearing that costume, you know, take a photo, take a picture, let us know. Yeah, we want to see it. So that's our timely chicken battle, chicken war, and Halloween crossover quick hit. Last but not least. Okay, our uh, last quick hit is that the American Dream Mall has opened this past Friday in New Jersey. Um, This, the Dream Mall... American Dream is the sister mall to the Mall of America, which is in Minnesota. And that's been open for, what, 20 years now? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like so many years, that one. Um, And I believe that's the largest mall in the country. Is it it staying the largest? The Mall of America. Okay. Um, So this is in the Meadowlands, the American Dream, right next to the sports complex. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, it is the only things open are Nickelodeon Universe, okay, which is a large indoor amusement park, um, and an ice skating rink. But eventually, it will have the DreamWorks Indoor Water Park, as well as an indoor ski and snowboard park. So, it is going to be a huge not only shopping experience, but entertainment venue as well. Um, it's allegedly $5 billion in construction that went into building this. Yikes. And it's been years in the making. Um, and so some of those entertainment venues are open. However, I don't believe any stores are open yet, which is kind of interesting. And I don't believe there are any eateries from what I've read, open either. But some um, crazy person has put five five billion dollars 
into a, into a building mall. this. Who the heck is building a new mall? So if they build it, they're hoping they that will people come. will come. Yes. However, one of the downsides of this place is the parking. So, in general, I hate to pay to park. I especially hate to pay to park when you're going to a mall, even at the Westchester in White Plains. I feel like you're getting my money because I'm coming to the mall and it's super likely that because I'm going there, I'm going to be buying something or spending my money at a restaurant or food. Mm -hmm. So why do you need to charge me to park? Um, So at the American Dream, you know, if you're there for less then a half hour up to 20, 29 minutes, it's free. However, you know, 30 minutes to three hours, it's $3. And Not terrible. No. However, the maximum all-day rate, which is eight-plus hours, is $24. I mean, that just seems ridiculous. There's got to be something behind that because look at the update hours. It's, it goes from $6 to $24. So that probably separates your day shoppers from your, like, long-term parkers. I don't know. I don't know, but if you plan on, like, going to a park, spending the day at the amusement park, and then doing a little shopping or That's where they eating, get the $24 like, from. You know, that's, that's probably great adventure parking prices. And they, share, and they share their parking with the MetLife Stadium in the Meadowlands next door. So it will cost you $30 to park um, if there's an event going on there like if you're going to a football game or a concert you'll have to pay the $30 to park at the American Dream in the parking lot just crazy they'll they'll have to figure out a way to sort out the people that are there just to go shopping actually you know what if you're going shopping in the middle of a football Sunday then you probably deserve to pay the 30 bucks (laughs) and if you are going to Nickelodeon Universe which costs between $40 Forty to fifty dollars a ticket. Uh, they will validate your parking for okay for that. So there's a lot more to discover with this. There is. It's gigantic, which makes it is gigantic. It's a kind of a mess from what I've been reading. You know, they I guess wanted to open it, but not everything's ready. With the state of malls in general, who thought putting a new one and the biggest? Was a good idea. Well, this isn't the biggest, I believe. Fine, second, second yeah. biggest. This is it's a sister site to the sister mall to the biggest, but yes. Well, somebody somebody said yes. Let's do this, and they did. It's not that far away from us. That, no, you know, I think I'd prefer to take the trip once the stores are open and they kind of have got sort their act together. The yeah, um, but I I think that would be worth checking out. Well, I hope hope that doesn't sink into the swamp like the Palisades Mall did. <laughs> both both are built on marshes, right? Meadowlands. Yeah. Mm, yeah, but we do like the Palisades. We do like the Palisades, even though it's sinking, I guess. But yeah, the Palisades isn't that big when when you compare the two, as I no. as I see it. Yeah. Yeah, now when there's like indoor amusement park and a soon-to-be water park and a indoor ski and snowboard park. Yeah. Well, the Palisades with the ice skating and the indoor. They have all the entertainment. Merry-go-round. Venues. Yeah. Bowling alley and, you know, Dave and Buster's and Five Wits and the Autobahn. They seem to be doing okay. Yeah. We like it. We do like it. Not that far. So let's wrap it up. Yeah. So this is 
you know, check us out. Our show notes are at nyfoodiefamily.com. If you have any recommendations, suggestions, please email us at nyfoodiefamilypodcast at gmail.com. And we'll be watching a bunch of TV so we can (laughs) report back to you next time with more TV knowledge. Anyway, a bunch of new content coming your way next week. Stay tuned every Thursday morning. We'll be back with you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye.